to the next page Flip turn to the next chapter Flip turn to the next day Flip turn to the next one Welcome to Life 111 Podcast. I'm Destiny. I'm Xavier Quarterman. So we thank you guys for tuning in last week where we shared our story. And um, we appreciate all of the feedback y'all gave us. Um, appreciate all the texts, all the reposts, um, all the shares. Man, it, it really meant a lot to us to get yes. that feedback from you guys. So we appreciate you guys. So what are we going to be getting into today, babe? So today is part two of our story kind of we promised them like the mm-hmm. uh the things that we went through that were kind of hard like the troubles mm-hmm. and uh the things that we had to like get through together mm-hmm. as a couple and stuff so we're gonna go ahead and get into that cool so let, let's start from the top um we know that before this process of our story even began we were in relationships right mm-hmm. with people and i think that was the beginning the end of something was the beginning of something new right so yeah that probably one of the most important parts so what was that process like for you of letting go of that relationship yeah so letting go of the relationship it was definitely hard um and like we said we well i was in a a service where the pastor was preaching about crossing your jordan and that kind of was like the like, all right, I have to do this. I have to leave this person right now mm-hmm. or my life probably won't be what it's supposed to be like, yeah. you know. Um, so that was kind of like my turning port or my sign mm-hmm. to say uh, that I had to let it go. And it was tough. It was hard. Like we said earlier in the first episode, it was on and off for a little bit. But, you know, when you... When God says do something, you just have to do it. No yeah. question. So, yeah. What about you? What was your process like leaving that <clears throat> For relationship? For me, it was similar, right? We we found out we were in that same service mm-hmm. at the same time. So it was the same thing. It was that sermon, like my man was preaching and I was like, oh my goodness. Like I was trying to, I was sitting next to her in the service and I was mm-hmm. trying so hard not to look to my left. I think both of our necks were stiff. Yeah. Like butt cheeks clenched like i was like oh my god i don't want to get out of here yeah <laughs> like um but that's because i knew you know like god was was speaking to me mm-hmm. and i was like okay like after the sermon i'm like all right you know i thought i felt a little something but you know i was gonna keep it to myself yeah and right after the sermon was finished um she looked at me and she said like i had a vision i'm like oh shoot mm-hmm. and she said you you were in the desert and your clothes and your shoes were all ripped up, torn up from carrying a bunch of people. Mm. And she said she saw Jesus come up to me, give me new shoes and new clothes. They were white and like clean. And I started running really, really fast because I just felt light. And she said, when I looked up, I had left everybody, like left people behind. And she was like, I saw like a lot of friends. Um. I even saw like some of your family and then she said, and I saw me and I was like, mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. So after that, we didn't really speak much about it and days. And I think it ended there. 
Mm -hmm. To be honest, after that, it just became, you know, draining. Yeah. Like minimal effort. Like it just, it just wasn't the same. It was like we already broke up and we didn't even talk about it. Yeah. And so it was that difficult thing of coming to terms that something's over, Mm -hmm. even when you don't want it to be. And there's not like a bad argument or something bad happened. It was just yeah transition. So um, that was tough for me on my, on my point. Yeah. And it's that lack of peace mm. like that when you don't have peace, you know, like something's kind of over. There's something like going on like, yeah. all right, I need to find the peace and figure out what I need to do. Yeah. So. So at this point, we're friends. So what was that turning point for you that you knew when? That I was your wife. Yeah. So like the first podcast, I shared several moments I had where God, you know, had made it very clear, you know, that I was to pursue you. But it always hits different when mm-hmm. your reality starts changing. Right. Yeah. So for me, it was one day um, my two friends were coming over, both females. Mm-hmm. Right. But then we, we did one cut and I laughed because that's not weird <laughs> saying that out loud. But yeah, like my sisters, they came over and we were on FaceTime. Mm-hmm. And so I promise you I ain't do this on purpose because I know some people, some guys like to play the jealousy card, you know, to try to po- provoke a response. But I didn't know when they were going to pull up. Mm-hmm. So that just came up. I went <laughs> yeah. like, oh, they're here. Look at this. Uh, like, no. Record them coming in. Yeah. <laughs> Turn the, the camera couch. around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even know they're coming over here. Oh, sorry. No, I wasn't <laughs> I was generally on FaceTime with you. We were talking and they knocked on the door and opened the door and I had the phone on me and I was like, oh, that's what I'm about to go. I'll hit you up later. Mm-hmm. And I, you saw them walk in in the background and I just saw like this face you had. And the thing is, we were just friends. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I said, I'm going to say it over and over. You were stone cold the whole time. Like <laughs> you, won't, you weren't throwing your brother no signs. So <laughs> I'm like, but that face stuck out to me. Like, yeah, I don't even know what type of face it was. I don't even know. I just I just knew what it told me. Yeah, it was like, oh, he he got he's that type of Easy. guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> nah, so that face and so what that what that did to me was I had to start I knew I had to start making changes mm-hmm. and making space for what God told me. Like he yeah. told me, like I knew you were my wife, but like in my mind I'm like, why well, I gotta start you know, setting boundaries with friends and people for something that I don't even know if it's even true or going to happen. Right. So God, I, like, I felt like I had wronged you mm-hmm. by hanging out with two of my friends, which, you know, at my apartment, which is a boundary in your relationship. At least it would be for mine. Yeah. You know, so, um, so I had to start creating a safe space, a place of security for you. And that was tough because I'm like, it, I didn't, it was tough for me to put those two and two together. I'm like, dang, I got to start doing this. And she ain't even like, mm-hmm. and so that was a big turning point for me. That's when it hit my reality that, okay, like, yeah, this is real. So what was a pivotal moment for you that made it real? I think for me, it was, I started having dreams. Like we were friends at this point and I was starting to have dreams that, like I said in the first episode, like we were married, uh, hanging out, mm-hmm. like being um, like more than friends. Like mm-hmm. in my dreams, we were more than friends. Uh, also, like I had written down a prayer and I was starting to see that, oh, like he kind of fits like everything that I wrote down in the prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
Also, my dad was like, this is what a husband looks like. <laughs> Thank <laughs> I you, was Pops. like, all right. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was kind of like my pivotal moment where I kind of knew like, oh, like he may be the one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And so you said like you were having dreams and mm-hmm. different things like that. And were you kind of fighting too? Like, were you kind of like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I was fighting because I legitimately just wanted to be friends like i didn't want i did not want to be in a relationship i know i know it's clear (laughs) all right calm down (laughs) i mean (laughs) like i didn't want to it was and it's not bad i just wanted to be friends like i just got out of a relationship so i was just like chilling and like you know kind of wanted to find myself and figure out myself so yeah now did you have any other turning points or was that it yeah, I, I definitely had another one. Um, briefly after the the story I just shared, um, another turning point was I had to confront that this relationship was over, mm-hmm. but I didn't I didn't properly draw boundaries, you know, with the person I used to be with. You know, like I said, it was just I was living by myself mm-hmm. and. I was just, you know, it was a feeling of loneliness. Like you come out of a three-year relationship, just being honest, being real. So there's moments where I did want to entertain. Yeah. And I I think I did that at the cost of creating a secure place for you mm-hmm. in the beginning. Like I understood it with, you know, my friends coming over. I'm like, okay, like, dang. Yeah. I really do need to start making space for you. But I don't think I took it as seriously with someone I actually had, you know, past feelings for. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was a place I really struggled with as well. I'm like, dang, like you got to let go, let go. You know, like you can <laughs> let go, but. This is serious. This yeah. Is serious. Like, it's like, well, like you kind of sometimes reserve, you know, like, dang, if I want to f- go back from having a hard day or whatever. Yeah. You reserve that space. And I still, it was. Like, I, I was separated, but I still had reservations. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't being real with myself about those reservations. And so um, I knew if we were moving forward, like, I had to have a serious conversation with you. Yeah. Even though we were still friends, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> this is still, that's still all, that still was a tough part. So I remember we had to, we met up at a, the lake where mm-hmm. I was just kind of honest with you. Could you, like, share how you felt about that and what that experience was for you? Yeah. At the lake... He shared with me, like, I guess the boundaries that he didn't have or the boundaries that he crossed. Um, I mean, it wasn't bad, guys. Like, stop. (laughs) Went out of broth or anything. (laughs) (laughs) But he just shared, like, like I said, like the boundaries that he didn't make from the beginning. And, you know, I'm glad that he was honest with me. It did make me feel like a type of way because I guess I knew I was starting to like him uh, or like you, but um, I just never expressed it. So I was kind of feeling away, but I didn't want to express it. Mm. Um, but I did appreciate like his honesty and that even as friends, he wanted to be open and honest with everything. Yeah. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. And do you think that was necessary to like set the tone of like how fast things are about to happen. Yeah. Like, because going into 
our fast-paced relationship, mm-hmm. like we had to be open and honest with kind of like everything. Yeah. Because, yeah, it was just something that was like, this is what we have to do. Yeah. So, so speaking of open and honest, because we had a fast-paced process, mm-hmm. that means things probably had to be more turbulent. Yeah. And... I want to use violent because I don't want to think we were like beating each other or anything. <laughs> but, no. But it was very, very confrontational. It was a lot of conflict because yeah. we did move very fast. And I think that's not something like we process when we think about romant- romantic stories. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even really consider our story a romantic story. I think of it more of like just being obedient. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of like stuff we had to go through that. I think in other yeah. relationships, we'd be like, man, I'm out. Yeah. Like we bounce. So let's get into some of that stuff. The engagement. We announced the engagement. Mm-hmm. Right, we were at McDonald's. Like we finna. Most people didn't even see us date. Yeah. For the two weeks, and now we just finna tell people, hey, we're engaged. What was that friend wise like? Because it affects your life, right? So, what mm-hmm. was that friend wise for you? Friend wise, I it was tough because I did have a best friend at the time, and I didn't tell anybody. Like we said, so when my best friend when my best friend found out. Uh, she was a bit upset, mm-hmm. which I mean, it's understandable because when you have a best friend, you like tell them everything, and that's just how the relationship is. Um, so we kind of fell off after that. I had another friend that they weren't just supportive of me being engaged. Mm-hmm. So, friend wise, I was just like, So, like, in one night, yeah, I was just like a loner, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. I remember that. That was pretty intense. What about you? Your friends or Ooh, anything? Jesus. <laughs> oh my. Uh, for me, it was <laughs> it was a lot as well. It wasn't as immediate mm-hmm. as yours. Um, it kind of turned out. Well, most of my friends were connected. We were all in a circle, you know, with my previous, you know, relationship. So. And most of them were, you know, females. So a lot of them were just going to naturally take her side. Even though we weren't together, and this is like months and months down the line. Yeah. Um, it turned into one of those things where, like, they were like, oh, my God, you're making a big mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, don't do this. And then it even got to the point of, like, manipulation to where it was like, if, you know, this isn't God's will for you, I prayed yeah I'm like, well, what god tell you he ain't tell me you exactly. know what i'm saying like <laughs> he ain't gonna tell you about my life you know and, and yeah not, yeah you know tell me and so it was a lot of that it was if you marry her you're gonna be um you're gonna commit to a life of torture i mean it was like some yeah, really hard I guess stuff that was a walking demon or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of heavy stuff like showing up to my house yeah in the middle of the night to pray for me because mm-hmm. i'm like out of it yeah turn to them going to you know to pastors and going to leaders mm-hmm. and you know tell them everything i'm doing and then there's meetings and things being called with me yeah right and mm-hmm. so touch uh, i know the meetings were a big thing for us what was that on your end when you see me going through this yeah when i see when i seen him going through that it was tough because I knew that he was just trying to obey what God was saying. Uh, on the other hand, it was like frustrating to have to like be in the background and be like, okay, like 
like he has to go to this meeting like meetings on meetings on meetings (laughs) it's just like what is going on yeah but yeah it was it was tough to like see that like so what was your um experience with that like the meetings and everything yeah the the meetings were were tough because i was torn between friends and commitment you know Mm -hmm. loyalty of people that i've been friends with for four or five years yeah and now seeing you be infected which i've known you for a couple months but i knew the weight you were about to carry in my life Mm -hmm. so it was i was trying to balance the two like how do i make both parties happy and i wasn't obviously making my friends happy you know not that i was trying to make them happy but try to reconcile or deal deal with it the best way i could Mm -hmm. without people being hurt or you know just trying to be the best person i can but then on one end i seen you really getting hurt by it yeah you know i'm your future you know you chose to marry me and you just keep going to these meetings with people yeah. who aren't for us so after the first meeting i had with my ex like i feel like that meeting was good because i feel like i was in that meeting i like asked for forgiveness mm-hmm. for the times like i crossed boundaries but didn't make it clear like yeah like you know we don't have a future like you know this is it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it was a great opportunity for me to just kind of like ask for forgiveness, apologize, and close the book yeah. permanently with a mediator there. Mm-hmm. After that, they wanted more meetings because there are pe- more people going there saying like something's you know wrong. Hey, he's doing this. He's out of line. Like I was just yeah, you know, completely yeah. backsliding as they would say in the old days. <laughs> and I remember talking to a great friend of mine who um, we look up to, Zelia's godmother. She's amazing love their family and never forget she told me you have to learn and discern what carries the most weight Mm -hmm. and she said that it clicked because maybe a month before all these meetings before like we even really got engaged yeah i had a dream and in the dream me and you were behind a car ducking bullets there are people shooting Mm -hmm. and we're on the floor ducking bullets and i was and these people that were shooting at us were friends. They were my friends. Yeah. They were people like I cared for, and they were shooting at us. And I would pop out every now and again, shooting back. Mm-hmm. And I was so determined to shoot and to be on offense. But when I look to my right, you next to me, you were actually being shot at. You were being hit by bullets. And something was like, you need to get her out of her, protect her. Yeah. And when I woke up, I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't know if I understood it fully at the time, but what the dream was telling me was, and I believe it was from God, what he was telling me was, this is not a battle to fight. Just protect the one who's going to move forward with you. Yeah. Like, I was so busy being on offense that I didn't recognize you being hurt in the process. And when all these meetings happened, were happening, that's exactly what was happening. I was trying to explain myself to so many people who mm-hmm. weren't going to be a part of the next chapter and in the process you were being hurt. Yeah. And so... I don't want to tear up anything, but I, I want to, again, just apologize for that because, oh. like, just hearing myself talk about it, I know you went through a lot. Yeah. Hope we don't have to cut this part because uh, I'm feeling some tears. Okay. But nah. Cry. Nah, I like for real, though. cry. <laughs> <laughs> for real, though, like, I do apologize for that. I appreciate that. You know, I've, I've forgiven you. Yeah. So, you're good. Yeah. So, that was an amazing life lesson that I learned, and I carry that principle Yeah. every day. Like, even tonight, I got to work tonight. Mm-hmm. It's not my main job, but I'm considering like what carries my weight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like 
calling out and be like, hey, I can't make this rehearsal or be mm-hmm. home with my wife and kid, which it sounds really obvious when I <laughs> say it out loud, but <laughs> yeah, but it's, I'm, I'm applying that principle, you know what I'm saying? And so, mm-hmm. um, so let's go to between me and you. Yeah. Like we got engaged and now we're serious and we're on this fast track. So what were some of the, the challenges you had as we're, you know, we just got engaged and moving forward to a wedding day? Yeah. Some challenges I faced was like insecurity, I guess, mm-hmm. was a big thing. That was probably the biggest thing that we dealt with. Um, and that looked like questioning, like, Lack of trust, like, who are you texting? Like, what is that on your phone? Like, whatever. Like, all that, um, it played a big part. A lot of arguments on it. Even going out was just, like, such a hassle. It was just <laughs> always something. But, yeah, it was it was tough. Yeah. Yeah, so what about you? What was, like, one of your, um, one of the things that you dealt with, I guess? Yeah, well, like I said, it was, at the time, it was a lot of conflict, like, Coming from the outside, we just shared a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Was a lot of heat coming from the outside between leaders, you know, church and friends. Um, so with that, I it made me realize like I wasn't that great at dealing with conflict. Mm-hmm. I wasn't that great at dealing with emotions yeah. that I did I felt uncomfortable with. And for me, pornography was that self soother. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know how to process a lot of things. Everything's moving so fast, and pornography was that self-soothing thing for me it it helped me numb you know the emotions and feelings that I didn't know how to handle yeah or didn't want to confront and face and I wasn't aware and many people aren't aware of how it affects you know your partner mm-hmm. and so I remember sitting down and and I think I shared it with you I think before we got engaged but it's just different you know yeah. once you get engaged yeah. Now, like, you can't run from the situation. Like, you, you're you not just, you know, mm-hmm. can't just bail. And so that was something I really struggled with. And and I had to learn, like, and I saw how it affect you. So yeah. what was that for you? Because I don't think we hear um, the experience of the other partner. And I'm speaking from the perspective of a man, like, you know, struggling with porn on the wife, like, or girlfriend, whatever. How does that? How did that affect you? It affected me because because I dealt with insecurity. It kind of heightened how yeah. I was already feeling. So it was like, like he watched it and then he told me, and it was like, man, this is my fault. Like, what did I do? I really felt like it was something that I had to change about myself. Like I wasn't good enough for him. Like mm-hmm. he has to go to this to get pleasure. Like whatever the case. So. Um, yeah, and like over the like over months like that passed, I had to learn that it wasn't my fault, yeah, like it it was something that he just had to deal with personally, and that mm. he was revealed to it like oh, way before he met me, yeah. so anyone any woman or even man out there that has a partner struggling with porn, like it's not your fault, just yeah. know that, so yeah, yeah, that's big. Mm. I know for I think like between what we both struggle with yeah it was almost like just a recipe for disaster (laughs) because it was like you know you wanted me to compliment you more and and things like that and so Mm -hmm. I wasn't feeling like a man I wasn't feeling like yeah I'm making my girl happy so then 
I went to a place, I would use that to go to a place where I would sense that, mm-hmm. right? Just talking deep now, like, yeah, there was a world where I was being fulfilled. Yeah. I was fulfilling someone else. Mm-hmm. And so, but then that triggered you mm-hmm. to be just more insecure. Yeah. And that led to like a lot of arguments. Yeah. A lot like of a lot of the yelling, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot. And people, were, and from the outside, I was just like, oh man, God told them this, this is beautiful story. But yeah, on the inside, there was so many things we had to hash out. Mm-hmm. Because we were getting ready to commit our lives to one another. And so, I'll, you know, I love this story. I'll never forget we're at Disney. <laughs> this is just an example. We, yeah, we laugh this is at it one now. of like thousands. <laughs> I laugh at it now. We were in line for a rock and roller coaster. And for some reason, she she thought I was staring at, was it like these three girls? Yeah, I don't even remember. Like, Yeah. yeah. She thought I was staring at these three girls. And so, we got on the ride. And we're walking, and then she was like, oh, yeah, I saw you. I saw you looking at those girls. I saw you. Yeah, <laughs> All you. right. Uh-huh. I wasn't even like that, though. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, and I don't remember doing it. So in my mind, I'm like, dang, I can't even, I can't even look around. Like, where can I look? <laughs> and so I remember, I was like, okay. And I, like, when we were walking, I was just look, walking, looking down <laughs> at my shoes. And then she got mad again. I'm yeah, like, and then I was what? mad because he was looking down the whole time. I'm like, why are you acting like that? I'm just going to close my eyes. That's <laughs> so, yeah, it was just those moments where, you know, we were just getting to know one another. And those are conf- that's conflict we had to experience. Yeah. And I think. I think that a lot of times, like, we feel like conflict is is bad, but conflict is good because things mm-hmm. are coming to the surface. Right. So, yeah. Looking back, it was kind of like, man, like, this is rough. God, I don't know if God really t-. like we were yeah. doubting all the time. And the truth of the matter is, like, it was good. Like, we needed this. Yeah. We need to hash these things out. So with all that being said, this almost led to us ending the engagement. Right? Yeah. Like, we almost just called that thing off. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care what God said. I don't, <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was real. It was that intense. And mm-hmm. we can talk all day about, like, all the stuff in between. But essentially, it was just that much tension. Mm-hmm. going on between us so what was the principle and the lesson we got from all of this i think it was that the conflict didn't separate us but it proved that we can do it and also like we were willing yeah to deal with everything that we both struggled with yeah we were dealing to just fight through it and yeah. we knew that we were supposed to be together so yeah but that's that's an amazing point that you just made. I'll never forget. I was on the phone with my mentor one day and he said this to me and he said, when you're making these type of decisions, it's not about how good things are with y'all. It's not about how great you guys are together, but it's about how much conflict can we work through? Yeah. Who are you willing to work through conflict with? And I think all of the conflict we experience is what qualified us to move at the pace we did and to fulfill what God ultimately wanted us to do. Yeah. And I think he set it up that way. Like, it's crazy to think that he put, he's like, in this time to this time, I need them to go through it. Yeah. I need them to get all the ugly stuff out because if they can work through this, then they can work through anything. Mm-hmm. And so looking back, I think it's an amazing story that yeah. 
that's why we wanted to include all the ugly stuff because the good times and the dreams and on the floor crying and speaking in tongues and like yeah. <laughs> all that stuff was great but this is what really put us to the test mm-hmm. and in fact that wasn't it right we still we're about to merge our lives so we're, we're talking finances we're talking jobs like yeah. we're leading up to this wedding in a couple of months and all this is going on mm-hmm. financially Everyone yeah. wants to be in a certain place. Like when I get married, I want to have this. I want to have my degree. I want to have, and that's that's not bad, but it wasn't realistic for us. Mm-hmm. So what was what was the experience for us, and for for you, um, moving forward with going to the wedding? Yeah, I was definitely worried about finances, uh, especially with the time span that we had put to do the wedding. Um, we got a building we got the prize you're like all right how are we gonna save up how are we gonna do this (laughs) um and with the help of like our parents some family Mm -hmm. helped us and with us saving um money on our own like we were able to to do it we were able to get the wedding that we really wanted yeah so up to this point it cost us a lot right yeah like i mean friends best friends Mm mm-hmm lifelong friends yeah the dynamic of the relationship with our parents it cost us our plans our Our, comfort yeah and i think plans is a big one because we all have in our mind where we want to be yeah when we get ready to make this step Mm -hmm. like we want to have a certain amount of money you know we want to be in a certain place in life we have wanted to maybe travel the world and that's part of what we had to sacrifice Mm mm-hmm because within a nine months, life was different. Yeah. So it cost us a lot. But sure did. that's, like I said earlier, that's what qualified us to prove that we're willing to, you know, be committed. Yeah, that's good. So, so yeah, y'all, this is our uh, life on 11th story. Yeah. And we just want to be clear this is our story, not. Everybody's story is not the same. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, don't compare or anything like that. This is our story, and we just wanted to share with you guys. And we appreciate you guys listening and supporting and tuning in. Yes. Yeah, so we thank you. And you have anything else to say? Yeah, if you want to leave a review or reach out to us, our email, lifeon11podcast at gmail.com. Yes. You can leave a review below or... If you have us on Instagram, hit us up. Let us know, you know, what you thought about it. If you have any questions or anything, man, we we really appreciate it. And we're just having a great time doing this. I'm going to be real. Like, this one was, a, the second was tough for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, we barely almost, <laughs> we almost even did a second episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm a musician, so I'm, like, focused on the sound and, like, how our voices are, the EQ and the compressing and all that stuff. And uh, we were trying to record and we had to keep stopping because I was so distracted and yeah. like the baby sleep. Mm-hmm. And so we're like limited on time. Early time. If she was down here, you hear these, these mics would just be being thrown everywhere. <laughs> the, uh, the people are cutting our grass. And Destiny was like, I'm, I'm, I just, I need to, I, give me time. Yeah, and I was like, like walked I walked away because oh I was God. frustrated. I was like, this is supposed to be fun. We need to be doing this together. Yeah, she came down here and made a pep talk. It's supposed to be fun. Get it together okay <laughs> <laughs> so just know on our end um 
and we're, we're you know it's it's a challenge for us too and like we you know we just want to be we're we're confronted with life on 11 again we just want to be obedient yeah and it's not that easy this isn't neither one of us are masters at this we're not the the best communicators you have much i, I stutter and all kind of stuff <laughs> on here so but so yeah we're just being obedient and just want you guys to enjoy this so yeah appreciate you guys all right so man y'all tune in to episode three yep tune in next sunday listen we love y'all y'all have an amazing week live your lives on 11 all right peace love y'all bye